everybody, and welcome back to episode 16 of You Meet in a Tavern Presents Void. The gang is all here. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened. Um, do we want to rehash it? Maybe. Maybe we should. Joe, where'd we get to? Oh, Lord. Uh, Actually, you know okay. what? I think I should do it, right? Because yeah, we you all have all the one-on-one episodes. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I also have not listened to Joe or Jamal's because I thought it would be more interesting to try and... I listened to Brian's, but I was kind of distracted at the time, and I have not listened to Joe's. Yeah. Cool, guys. Cool. So those were intentionally <laughs> meant for you guys to listen to. Uh, so oh, I mean, that wasn't really made clear. So. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> like I don't think I don't. I actually don't think it has that big of an impact. Um, it just has some storyline threads that you guys could tie together. But as uh, as we'll see, maybe that's not as necessary as. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what might be anyways um one-on-one episodes tins you had to make it through i think it was through viridian city to pewter city to be extracted by the johto area excuse me through viridian city through viridian forests which is uh, an antenna farm essentially uh to be extracted by the johto aerialist to go to the union which you find out is the void base in johto uh then we went to i believe brian who was with Guy Lyle, uh, a sidecar of the motorcycle, went back to a now completely decimated Dunright Foods on Fort Cinnabar um, to where things got a little hairy there. Um, I guess uh, uh, Tin's got a Yanma. He caught a Yanma. Um, Who hates me. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> detests uh, uh Brian got a Cyndaquil. Yep. Um, in his the, best friend. Yeah, in the ashes <laughs> of uh, uh, Dunright Foods uh, and was able to a- escape with what seems like the water trainer, Guy Lyle. And then uh, Joe was with Amelia and they hopped on her Skarmory for a very turbulent flight uh, towards Johto where um, upon landing amongst the hills and the caves, um, June was able to catch herself a wild fletchender no fletchling excuse me fletchender is what it, what it evolves into uh fletchling um and all that being said uh you guys have completed your one-on-ones so you've all made it to the union uh in one piece uh that evening uh in your successful escape so is there anything to touch on from those three episodes before we jump into episode 16 my cyndaquil is named lopper Cindy Lauper. Yes. <laughs> That's funny because I was going to name my Fletchling Cinder and nickname it Cindy. That's funny. But I'm just so going to go Cindy's. with Cinder. Yeah. <laughs> two Cindy's. Good. Two Cindy's. Um, did I name my Yanma? Of course you didn't. I, of course I you didn't. I didn't name my Yanma. No. I, I have to think about it. I have to, I have to learn its personality a little bit hateful. In true um, Jimmy form. Before I, before I name it. <laughs> Um, okay, so we've got some names settled out. We've got Cindy, Cindy, and we'll, we'll find out here soon. Cinder, I, I, I Lopper, Lopper. All right, so uh, no other questions. Let's jump right in. It's been four weeks since the power plant expo- explosion left Kanto in complete darkness. Voyage Johto headquarters, the Union, is nestled in the caves east of Azalea Town, the chemical plant capital of the world. The HQ is crowded. Gert and her Meowth work tirelessly to assist anyone that might need it, and all the floors are open to all members of Void. Ricketts and his primate Tug work diligently in the Johto pub, renaming it Null and Void 2. <laughs> Even Pierre Luke pres- provides some distraction from the weary uh, for the weary groups running around by running a dice game in the corner of the pub. Only a select few Void members have been going on missions, their objectives not widely known. The increased number of people in the HQ has it bursting at the seams, and the chance of being discovered increases every day as the RWO and Avarice are ravaging the regions to find them. We come to our three grunts sitting in the corner of Null and Void 2. You haven't heard from Geneva, aka Astio, since you left Pallet Town. And it opens up to you. Are we still grunts? Like, we've been on multiple missions at this point. I feel <laughs> like we should have gotten some form of a... Some form of an upgraded title. <laughs> you essentially got upgraded from not being mind erased and sent back to where you're from to grunts after the the Fort Cinnabar thing, and then you had like a successful following mission. So technically, you've only been on like 
two real missions. So Both successful. We'll <laughs> Correct. Sure. <laughs> what um, do, is there electricity? Yes, because you're in Johto. Johto. Yeah. Well, June's sitting with a little biscuit in her hand. The fletchling is kind of like pecking at it and hopping around across from shoulder to shoulder. I think in a span of four weeks, we've probably got uh, pretty close. Yeah. So let, let's say that. Let's instead of saying like what you're doing now, maybe let's talk about you have four weeks. Kind of what would your character have been doing in four weeks? Kind of at this very crowded HQ. You're not going on missions. Everything's kind of at a standstill, at least for for you three. Um, uh, June, I'll kind of let you keep rolling, but maybe something for yeah, Brian no, and Tins to think I about. Think, I think June has just been keeping close to what she knows, which at this point is really just these two, Morty and Jimmy. Um, you know, when we first probably uh, got caught up, we got caught up in, in, in what the the mission was like and what we remembered and what we heard. And um, I think she's just been trying to keep as close to the ch- as close to the chest uh, with these three as possible uh, to try to keep a low profile in this new place. Okay. Uh, Brian. Uh, so Mortimer, you know, early riser, has been waiting for, uh, you know, Jimmy and June to get up and, you know, every day. And he's taken them spelunking. We've, we've gone around looking for other caves. And in that time, during our spelunking adventures... He has uh, related to them the story that Guy Lyle told him on his ride to the Union Station, uh, kind of about the history of Felix Avarice, um, and tried to see, you know, what they have, if they had any other information, kind of, about the history of the Avarice family. Um, And then he's, you know, spent a lot of time bonding with Lopper and Achu. And Rick. Okay. And now now they have a synchronized dance routine. Perfect. That's <laughs> the, I mean, I don't know what else you'd want to do in four weeks, but uh, right. synchronized dance routine is, I guess, one of them. Yes. Um, for the sake of just saving time, just assume that all of you know each other's bits of information you got during your one-on-ones, uh, whether you did or not. Uh, that's for you all to, to go back and get at some point in time. Uh, Tins. So, uh, Jimmy's just been hanging out. He's a classic, uh, he's a criminal. He's been in criminal organizations. He knows how to hang. Um, he's just been laying low with the squad. Um, with the one exception that he has been trying very hard, and I'm assuming probably failing, um, unless you want me to do like a roll or something for it, to make friends with his Yanma. Um, <laughs> and try to, try to figure out what it eats. Um, nothing seems to make it happy. Maybe as we pan in on the crew in present day, he's trying, he's like waving a beer at the Anma, which is just <laughs> flying around his head angrily, what does this look like? not, uh, <laughs> not listening to him, not drinking the beer. Dragonflies don't drink beer. It's I don't even know if they fly. drink water, quite honestly. <laughs> um, so hold, hold on. Is this like a giant dragonfly? Yeah, I'm pretty it's sure. Large. It's like, it's three, like foot a of, three foot eleven size. It's huge. Holy shit! What's its wingspan? That's an important question. That's ridiculous. Um, Yenmika. Yeah, I feel not, like not if getting you knew much, that off the top of your head, not, you'd not getting gain any a loyalty deets point. about uh, the wingspan of Yanma. <laughs> um, um, we'll, we'll, we'll say uh, large. Right, like we'll assume the wingspan is like an arm span for the sake of argument. So it's at least three foot three, eleven, three foot eleven wide, probably <laughs> 11, larger right. as how bugs uh, tend to be. So um, it's gigantic and it's scary because it's a bug and, and it hits you. It's, it's, it's just been terrorizing the entire hideout as it flies around constantly, hating everyone, uh, scaring people, buzzing very loudly. Um, while Jimmy is, you know, hanging out, trying to be cool, but also trying to make it be his friend. Um, and that's not working. So uh, <laughs> kind of, as, we, as we enter into the null and void, uh, you're waving your beer around at Yanma and it just swoops down and kind of knocks you out of the seat that you're in and then like goes and perches somewhere. Um, Deck just save kind of- 16, saved the beer. <laughs> and that's all that. Um so, I mean, you guys you guys are in the null and void, too. Um, we can take this opportunity to 
Uh, maybe you guys can meet up with Gert, see if she's got anything uh, to sell you, or we can just kind of slow play it and we can get into some more storyline action. It's up to you guys. This is kind of an amorphous kind of uh, type of uh, type of situation we got going on in the HQ. Did we get paid for the last job? Great question. Yes, you did. Oh, uh, I like that. 2,000 po yen each. Damn. So that gives me 2,500. I got 2400. 2750. Yeah, let's go shopping. I think we should wait to go shopping to see we don't we might need uh get more information that might give us a better idea of what we need. Yeah, this isn't your last opportunity to shop. It's just an opportunity to shop. Okay. That's well, true. I will say can, that. You know, we can go yeah, shop with, if you want. With no real reason to stock up on supplies, I think we would just be biding our time waiting for uh I don't know whoever's in charge if it's not Geneva anymore. It's kind of felt like across the board that everybody's just been in a holding pattern, right? Um, so you guys are just going to go about your day trying to stay busy. Um, is there, so you kind of know the floors, right? You know, there's like the stables where the Pokemon are held. You know, there's kind of battlegrounds. Is there maybe over the last four weeks, um, like, you know, there's a tech team now, you know, there's a dig team now. Like, is there any, hmm. maybe any floor, any group uh, you all would have gravitated towards as individuals? Um that maybe we can play into the story a little bit. I mean, you do have. You, there was four weeks, and you did have to keep yourself occupied. Morty, Morty would have spent uh, time in the infirmary, or you know, the care of the Pokemon, Pokemons. Okay. Uh, Jimmy would have spent some time in the infirmary because he got shot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, outside of and personal reasons, like personal was... physical reasons, is there anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> I realized when we watched those episodes, uh, when I listened to those episodes with Hannah um, a while back that like w- multiple of us got shot and we're just like, all right, we're carrying on. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we're good. Just Most of them were glancing blows. Tans, I think you ate a couple yeah. glancing blows. <laughs> Jimmy definitely did. I think Morty got one to the shoulder. I think June, June left pretty unscathed. But June would be, um, during the four weeks, she'd probably be wherever the viewing window of, like, the battlegrounds is to kind of watch how trainers and their Pokemon interact, trying to gather as much information as she could, maybe getting in a couple spars herself, uh, you know, testing the waters on what her guys could do. Um, She'd spend most of her time there. Okay. Um, And Tins, I know you said infirmary is a joke, but is there any other place um, of what you kind of know about void and kind of some of the different groups, you know, like I said, there's a tech team, a dig team. Uh, you kind of know there's like a, a infiltration group that you kind of escaped with um, the battlegrounds, the infirmary, the stables. Is there any, anything that you, you may have spent some time in? Probably hang out with the infiltration team. The guys I escaped with, I think they were very impressed with how well I did in my one-on-one. So we're friends now. Okay. And June, you said the the kind of the, the grounds, the training grounds. Yeah, yeah. Okay. See if I can get creative on the fly and come up with something with that, because that's something I just that just dawned on me that I think would be kind of cool. So, um, uh, much like uh, before, when you're in the power plant, the your watches go off, but everybody's watches go off simultaneously. So you kind of hear the boop 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 boop, boop but it's kind of like echoing all the way through, and now it's even louder, almost like. Uh, it's kind of like a deafening noise because of how many people are actually in HQ. This is Kanos. Everybody meet on the fourth floor. Cuts out. June hops down off her stool or wherever she was, uh, slides the beer across to Ricketts, and uh, says, well, let's go, guys. And sucks Cinder back into the ball. Jimmy allows Yanma to be free because he thinks that's what it would want. <laughs> And he's like, let's go, buddy. And the Yanma flies off in the opposite direction. Uh, Morty just kind of, you know, scoops up uh, Lopper and kind of motions to to Achoo. And then, you know, gives gives Rick this is a glance up and just kind of starts walking following June. They, they just finished uh, the rehearsals. So. <laughs> so everybody's on the same page for Morty. Um you guys go, as I said, all the floors are open to everybody now. And you go down um, to the fourth floor. And it's actually where all the transport Pokemon are housed, kind of a pseudo stables. Um, everything in the middle has been cleared out. So it's a huge wide open area for 
kind of the the packed HQ void members to congregate. Um, and in the middle of the room, for the first time since Pallet Town, you see Astio waiting for everybody to file in. And slowly, the crescent kind of closes in on her and expands outwards as uh, more and more people join uh, on, in the fourth floor. Join on the fourth floor. And she just barks out and kind of commands everybody's attention. Settle down. Kanos will be in with the details of our next move. You see that familiar man from Pallet Town with his denim jacket and fluffy white collar, and he approaches the center of the half circle, and he has a smaller man in tow. Listen up, everyone. I come bearing a gift from the big boss, Elpida. And he, Kano slaps the man next to him in the back. This guy right here was intercepted on his way to on the way to his execution. Void spies reportedly. Jesus Christ! Cut all that out. Let me start over. <laughs> uh, I need. I, apparently, I can't read, which is great. Uh, as the storyteller of this story, neither can Morty. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly what I was hoping. <laughs> Listen up, everyone! I come bearing a gift from the big boss Elpida. Kano slaps the man next to him in the back. This guy right here was intercepted on the way to his execution. Void spies reporting directly to Alpita discovered that he was to be executed for stealing sealed historical documents. While we didn't recover the documents themselves, the professor here has a pretty good recollection of what was in them, and I think he will be able to connect the dots between what we've discovered, the rumors that have been flying around, and some events we don't know about at all. So first off, the professor here is going to level set us on everything he knows of the RWO, Avarice Industries, and Pokemon. The smaller statued man kind of walks around Kanos' larger frame. Hello there! I'm Professor Spruce! I consider myself the Pokemon historian! Hey everybody, this is Joe, your June. Hope you're enjoying episode 16. Um, I want to give a special, special shout out to our master trainers. These are Patreon subscribers that donate $10 or more a month to the show. Andre K, Jello Crew, 8-Bit Wizard, Adam Hoffling, Ben Fisher, Brandon Galbraith, Charles Hollow, Craig Spaulding, Cubicle Pirate, Dana Story, Darth Nate, Dead Ghoul, Devlin Brinson, Eric Mathis, Eilis the Friar, Fumbles O'Brien, Garrett Johnson, Grant Trickle, Henry, Kyle Hoff, Holly Roxana, Joe Prudhomme, Joey Balboa, John, John Dwyer, Joshua Harris, Joshua McKee, Caitlin Harvey, Kendall Brock, Chris Nelson, Liquor Locker, Mark Albright, Mark Deacon, Matthew Watson, Nicholas Hedinger, Patrick Smith, Raver E. Alice, Rip the Cord, Robert Gregory, Rockin' R's Woodshop, Sam J. O. Melton, Spoopy Fondue, Strive for Honor, Super Average Jason, Techiera Mercado, Team Finch, Zach Gunther, and that's it. So thank you all so, so much for your donations to the show. Um, you can sign up to be a patron subscriber at uh, as little as a dollar a month. You get special perks. Um, those that I just named, those $10 or more, get uh, video recordings of every one of our shows, every one of our episodes, totally unedited. So uh, that's a pretty cool perk for them. Um, but if you're interested, going to patreon.com slash tavern. Last little bit. In a little bit, you're going to hear Professor Spruce kind of go over um, the history of the world, little timeline Kirk put together uh, can be found in the episode description, and we will also post it on our Discord in one of those Season 2 spoiler channels for you all to check out, get a little information about the world and what's been going on before our characters kind of dropped themselves in it. So um, enjoy the rest of Episode 16, and we will see you in a couple weeks. Peace out. And uh, this is when we'll take a little pause. I've sent you all a timeline uh, that I came up with, kind of uh, the the history going back to the founding of Avarice, the business. Um, 
This will be Joe sent on our Twitter as part of the episode, Facebook, Discord, all that. So everybody's going to have access to this timeline. So rather than uh, me just read kind of boring in a boring fashion through the timeline itself, since everybody will have it in front of them, take a moment, review it, ingest it. And um, I'm going to turn it over to Joe, Brian, and Tins if they have any questions uh, about the timeline itself. Um, I, it's not heavy on details, but I think enough to paint a picture. And uh, we'll see if we can make that image uh, as clear as possible for everyone. Yeah, I'm also gonna, I'll put this as a link to um, the online website. You put it on there um, in the episode description, too. So. Anybody listening can just look at the description of the episode and they'll find it. So are you wanting specifically questions for you about it or? Yeah. So assume uh, this is kind of like in my mind uh, how it was. So Professor Spruce, obviously I'm not going to do this, but Professor Spruce out like details this outline, right? right, with, With the information that you see here. And in, uh, we'll say, a classroom-like setting or a lecture-like setting, questions start coming up, right? People start asking Professor Spruce questions about different things that might happen, and he'll answer them to the best of his ability. So I am answering your questions as Professor Spruce to the best of my ability with the knowledge I've gained from these historical documents. Uh, Okay. Well, like the first thing that jumps out to me is Project Pet. We only have a name, no further description. I would like to know more, like, if we have a description of, like, what Project Pet actually was about or what its goal was. Um, I'm not going to answer in Professor Spruce's voice, though, oh, because, that's, <laughs> because that's ridiculous. Um, you, you uh, Professor Spruce, with no, a, no capability to validate this, believes that Project Pet is when Avarice... Um, slash the RWO working in conjunction began essentially uh, doing Pokemon-based research, trying to either capture wild Pokemon or whatever. They're trying to say, okay, we've exterminated the population, and he thinks this is when they believed it was safe to make a transition for them to use Pokemon as a way to kind of prop up the tech side of everything right so commoners have access to tech they are oppressing them through military use but also the true powers in pokemon right because of how um so it's, obviously it's incredibly project, hard it's project pokemon enhanced technology is that why it was pet uh i i honestly didn't give it a name when i wrote this up so, dm side note <laughs> uh i just thought pet made sense and p for pokemon i figured i could come up with adjectives for the other two words (laughs) but i hadn't done that yet so i don't know pokemon enhanced technology is fine that's going in the uh appendix of the novelization of this season (laughs) (laughs) so actually that's uh, just to kind of piggyback off that real quick brian uh so you see avarice industries begins project pet and then Avarice Dynamic Defense destroys all research, blueprints, and prototypes of anti-Pokemon technology and weapons. So that's kind of where you see the shift of maybe right. let's take away all the safeguards against Pokemon that they had to install to kind of eradicate them and now make them even stronger because of no human-driven anti-Pokemon things existing. Way to think about it. Right. So basically... uh Avarice, it was this corporation, they ginned up this uh, whole people's movement to give jobs to people instead of Pokemon. They killed all the Pokemon successfully. Now they're basically in charge of the whole country, and they're secretly using the Pokemon, which they kind of tricked everyone else into killing. They're, They're using the remnants of them to maintain power. Correct, and building the population of them for themselves. Yep. Right, right, right. That sounds like some classic corporation shit. So all the Pokemon that we have control are in-house, and we're kind of seeking out whatever wild Pokemon may remain to help us build power to go against this corporation. 
are you, slash government. Uh, since I didn't listen to you, were the new ones that you all acquired wild Pokemon? <laughs> Yeah. 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 Okay. I thought you were telling Joe that you didn't listen to what he was just, <laughs> just saying. No, no. <laughs> uh, and that's also what I thought, which I was like, bold strategy there, Brian. Um, All right. Yeah. So to kind of uh, field Joe, your question, th- less of there's less of a focus on um, wild Pokemon, right? I, I just, I, you know, for the sake of the one-on-ones and because I'm the DM, I can, you know, manufacture scenarios for y'all to come across uh, wild Pokemon. But um, if we go through the timeline, Team Void is founded and, uh, you know, it's 20 years later, Team Void discovers Pokemon are being used by the RWO um, as they are trying to kind of do a mission Um just using, you know, their beliefs of like bringing balance to the world between tech and people. Um, and once they, they, so Team Void's uh, initial influx of Pokemon, um, as mentioned, is by stealing them from the RWO. Okay. Right. So they pretty much eradicated Pokemon. There might be stragglers, which is maybe why we found some. Uh, we got lucky, but mostly taking Pokemon from Avarice instead of finding them ourselves what right. did you catch joe makes sense uh fletchling little firebird nice so is nice. it always that whoever's like the shadow head or like the shadow president ceo of avarice industries eventually becomes the head of rwo and somebody else is appointed because like yeah <clears throat> it was so, calvin to dorian then dorian to greta greta to Anne, and to tess and now tess is but there's not a I guess we don't won't, we don't know of the shadow president. There's CEO a Calvin under Tess, huh? And then maybe Calvin's next in line. Well, Calvin, we Calvin's that. way at the beginning. C- Calvin is at the beginning. He was Felix. Oh, I'm, sorry, Max. I'm sorry, Max. Max. So the the way it goes, it's all kind of in a in the family line so far, right? Um, it's just that the commoner knows that the next person in line is related they aren't aware that that next person in line was the head of avarice until they became the head of rwo right. do we know based on this timeline where they're headquartered where avarice like hq is or where the capital i guess of the government is where everything is operated from what i have written down is the hq is in goldenrod city i don't know where okay. that is. it's it's um, I, I, ma- I made it real hard on myself. It's the largest city in Johto. So not on the timeline, but I think that's information you guys would maybe know by proxy or whatever. Right. Here's a question. Yes. The Great Region War. Tell me more. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> so uh, The Great Region War is, um, let me lead up to it and then we'll go into it. So. Uh, when, uh, if you go to your timeline here, uh, Felix Avarice begins election campaign to be region head of Johto, right? Um, wins in a landslide, uh, using kind of a people first campaign. So rather than, for example, have Pokemon as transport, now he's pushing for, why don't we just have a bus and a bus driver and bring more people around? So it's bringing balance to uh, people's value in society doesn't necessarily rely on them having Pokemon. Um, and I kind of made this decision based on the fact that in the game, some people just don't have Pokemon and that's fine. But uh, so his whole approach was, hey, you don't need a Pokemon to have value in this society. So the Great Region War... Um, began because of Johto, Kanto, and Hoenn all having these uprising of people pushing against the infrastructure that is brought to them by Pokemon, saying, why aren't people doing these roles and responsibilities? Ushering in technological advances, diminishing um, um, diminishing uh, environments for Pokemon, habitats for Pokemon, etc., and the Great Region War was beca- between Johto, Kanto, and Hoenn, and Unova and Sinnoh. Unova and Sinnoh saying, "Hey, we need to keep these relationship between Poco- Pokemon and people fostered and blooming, and uh, we want to live uh, in equilibrium with Pokemon, not be above Pokemon." Um, so that's what the Great Region War was about. Tech-fueled people's uprising, 
of anti-Pokemon-based methods versus the two regions that want to stay in lockstep with Pokemon in an equilibrium and in balance. And that's how the war began. And and are we talking like... uh, What are we talking? Like World War II scale war, Civil War scale war? What's... This was a big war, right? Uh, absolutely massive. Um, loss of loss of life and Pokemon. Um, Pokemon obviously on one side, uh, loss of life on the other. Is so? Is that something like the general public is like aware of? Because absolutely not. All the like, absolutely. Everest not. rewrote the history. You are okay. now hearing this for the first time. Yep. So it's been kind of written out of the history books. Correct. Yep. Exactly right. Got it. Which is Got why Professor it. Spruce was being brought to his um, <laughs> demise uh, by by the RWO was because he had essentially found or somehow come across these documents that had proof of the true history of the world. Hmm. Or and avarice and the RWO's ties to that history. So, like before we joined Void, right? Mm-hmm. How like. Just trying to think of a sense of like how old like we thought like it just in general like the world was like did we do did we only think the world was like nothing before RWO like the the history was essentially just one of everything was in was in uh, disrepair uh, kind of run by savages across the across the world there was no. Um, sense of community or structure until avarice industries became began blessing the world with its technological advances technology okay all right effectively you were all raised to believe that your life life is strictly better because avarice industries is in every aspect of it avarice is in it they saved the world so to speak got it cool um, again, for you know, so I don't mean to cut any of y'all off if you have any more questions, but if anybody in the Discord has questions about the timeline, I know you guys are going to rake me over the coals for this. Let's do it in the spoiler <laughs> episode two chat. I'll get in there and field as many of those questions as possible. Um, uh, and hopefully, you know, I don't have too many typos on here. It, so, like, the other thing I have is like, do people, like, I guess before we joined Void or whatever, normal people, do they see Avarice and the RWO as two separate entities? Okay. Um, they, know, they know nothing about the heads and family ties and all that stuff, right? You essentially know that the head of the RWO, yes, it's a it's a family member. Um, yes, their name is Avarice. But as far as you know, and everything you've been taught, it's once once they became in the political spectrum, Avarice the family tied completely or severed tied completely with Avarice the business. Got it, so got Void, it, it. as an organization before knowing all this, has basically been fighting the RWO, not Avarice Industries. And now we kind of understand that they're hand in hand. So now we're fighting two enemies, which is really just so, one big one. Awesome question. So Void's, uh, Void's main impact was to bring balance between the industrialized dependencies of everybody and a person, right? Because it kind of feels like choice has been removed. So I don't think in the beginnings of Void, they gave a shit whether it was the RWO or Avarice Industries. They were just trying to bring some sort of uh, balance uh, to the, or swing the pendulum back towards the middle. But now that they know, now that we find out everything is tied, it makes sense that they've been going after both of them the right. whole time. So we're just kind of like vigilante justice, not trying to take anybody down, but just set what we could right. Correct. Yep. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sweet. I don't have any more questions. Tens? Yeah, I do not either. I'm good. Um, and of course, I mentioned the announcement, which ties into um, Kanos kind of stepping up um, as he pushes his way back around Professor Spruce. <laughs> Now, RWO and Avarice have publicly joined forces to take us out. We're a known quantity now, and that means our movements are far easier to track. So the plan is this. 
We will be taking over the region-wide news building in East Eterna City. We will be hacking into their broadcasting satellites from atop of the building, and Old Spruce here is going to give the skinny on the horrors that Avarice and RWO have perpetrated on the world. The past has not only been altered, it's been destroyed. We know nothing about the revolution in the years prior. Every record has been destroyed or falsified, every history book rewritten, every picture repainted, every statue and street and building renamed, every date altered. History has stopped, and Void is going to restore it. We begin our own revolution by reaching the masses, and for the first time in a long time, the pendulum will swing in our favor. No, the world's favor. There lies an opportunity where people and Pokemon can equally prosper, but first, order must fall. You will get your assignment shortly. And Kanos spins on his heel and storms out of the room with Professor Spuse like, kind of like chasing after him (laughs) with his like lab coat flapping in the wind. Um, Huh. The room's clearing out. You're back on your all's time. So you said we're going to Eterna City to do what? Take over the news network station? The region-wide news building in East Eterna City. So June's kind of like scratching her head like, if we're trying to keep a low profile and not be caught, I mean, I think it's a great idea, but don't you think going to the biggest news network in the region, one of the biggest in the region, is uh, going to draw some attention? They're going to know where we're at? I uh, I, I mean, June, I thought you uh, just wanted to have some fun. I, um, I think that since we're a known quantity now, they're going to be looking for us no matter where we go. And that might be the only place they won't expect us. Now, I mean, Canis has been doing this obviously a lot longer than me, but I hope there's some kind of distraction plan or something to throw them off our trail if they're going to know exactly where we're going to be. And so Kanos said we'll get our assignment. So I assume like everyone, everyone in Void HQ is going to be involved in this. This seems like a pretty big ordeal. Uh, Let's head over I don't know. to the shop, maybe? Maybe, what's her name? Gerda? Greta? Gert? Yeah, Gert. Gert. She's Gertrude. experienced. Let's go see what she thinks she knows, about all this. She knows what's going on. Yeah. And she has wares. Let's do it. Uh, we'll say Gert is on the the main floor where Null and Void 2 is. Um, oh, hello! Oh, Jesus. Hey, Gert. Uh, were you just <laughs> at the... Uh, were you just at the uh, meeting? Yeah. Thanos and all that? What do you think about all that? What's... What are your thoughts on the plan? I think things... Shit has hit the fan. Okay, uh, you got anything to shop for? I got a question. I say, as Jimmy, I got a question. What do dragonflies eat? And do you sell it at this store? (laughs) She just looks at you and... (laughs) Yanma buzzing somewhere in the background, right? Because you left Yanma there. Um, She kind of like eyes it and she goes, I sell some different berries. Mm, I'm pretty sure he's a carnivore, um, he says, uh, rubbing a large bite mark on his arm. (laughs) Um, Gert, I I got a question. uh, You've been a member of Void for uh, a, a significant amount of time. Uh, do you remember the last time that Team Void uh, tried taking over a broadcasting station? <laughs> this is a frequent thing they do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's in the timeline that they tried to do it. Oh, it is? Am I not correct, Kirk? Uh, that they tried to do something to the, uh, to the news network building? Yeah, they failed attempt at sabotaging a region-wide news network building in the year one or I don't know 125. So the years are irrelevant. That's just like think of like zero to moving forward. But um, she she was she is she is old enough. Um, uh, that <laughs> mission was different than this one. We just tried to blow that building up. <laughs> <laughs> and she just kind of like oh. June just really, walks away and starts shopping. Tactful, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Gert. You've been a huge uh, help. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to buy anything, let me know. <laughs> what you got? 
Um, so I sent you all in the Discord a link to the updated um, Black Void Market uh, shopping oh, items. Man. Shopping items. Uh, items available. And we got um, lots of monies. And you should. So I I do have a question because like isn't on the in the black market the next to last item is the void neck sweater. Is that not kind of what like Jamal is looking for? <laughs> what it says is once the- per day the wearer can spend a charge to create a calming aura around themselves about three feet in all directions. Any Pokemon or creature will become more calm and be more friendly. So uh, yeah, that's like if you were out in the wild and you saw some trying Pokemon to like that catch, were catch yeah. a wild one or something like that's that. That's like a temporary thing, not a permanent like right. But like, couldn't he like use it to oh, make yeah, his thing like him yep. more and then try and play on that? I don't know. I that, that's the that's a perfect example of if you role play it out well, then sure, like that makes sense to me. Why not? I'll get it. Do it. The void next sweater. I'm going to buy the void neck sweater. <laughs> Is that like a turtleneck? Yes. I think oh, it should no, be it's a cardigan. Like a V-neck. It's like a V-neck, sorry. Oh, so it goes with my aesthetic already. <laughs> um, so I'll get that, and then I think I'm going to get... I'm going to get the... I'm trying to decide between the choice scarf and the... What's the other thing that increases initiative? There's one in there that just increases initiative, right? And now I can't right, find it. You're worried about your aesthetic. I right? think Quick Claw. Quick Claw gives a boost to like your initiative roll. That's adds, it. Adds three. Yep. Um, I'm going to buy the Amulet of Synchrosity. This is once per long rest upon failing a saving throw for a status effect. You can use a reaction to automatically put that same effect on an attacking Pokemon. So if one of my Pokemon falls asleep, then bam, the attacker is asleep. Correct. Once, once yep. per long rest. I'm gonna buy that for five fifty. That's submitted by Koskra, by the way. I'm gonna get the choice scarf. So the uh, void neck sh- sweater and the choice scarf. And who is the void neck sweater submitted by? Kermit Almighty. So Morty's not much of a uh, a neck sweater guy. He'd like a void cardigan. <laughs> not an option. <laughs> not buying it then. Um. My choice scarf is red. I choose for it to be red in a way that is complementary to Yen. I've, I've, I mean, the, your choice scarf should be void colored, right? If it's in the the choice scarf in the games, I believe is actually red. So I can let that fly. Oh, but a void cardigan, not possible. <laughs> not, po- <laughs> not possible. Man, Morty, Morty's old. Like he's trying to stay warm. V-neck sweater, not gonna do it. Does she have uh she has more blue blockers? I'm gonna buy some blue blockers too. These are uh blue <laughs> I guess shades that uh boost AC by one. So remember whatever Pokemon you put these Pokemon held items on, they can only hold one at a time. Yep. And obviously these effects don't ripple across all your Pokemon. It's for that Pokemon specifically. I'm going to buy I'm just gonna buy three smoke bombs. Okay. Uh I'm also gonna get an X accuracy. Okay. Smoke bombs, uh, advantage to thrower, advantage to thrower on group dex roll to run away from battle can only use once submitted by your mate Sam. And of course, as you know the the texture of this game, you can use those smoke bombs in creative fashions outside of just what that is used for, of course. All shopping done. Anybody going to get potions or anything like that? Uh, I think I'm going to buy two more potions to go up to 3. Okay. Yeah, I'll buy two potions, so that brings me up to 2,000 even. I'm going to also buy a full heal. Okay. That's a pretty neat combo, the uh, amulet, and yeah. then you can full heal and then have your Pokemon just yeah, keep, basically, just keep yeah. swing. Yeah, That's pretty neat. As you guys wrap up your shopping, um, Gertie waves goodbye to you, and Meowth is, is trailing you all out, kind of uh, rushing you all out. Yanma reluctantly uh, follows you tens, but at a good... 15 foot distance. I want to put my sweater on and try to walk up to it and calm <laughs> him. Okay. So um, I do that. Okay, put the sweater on. Uh, give me animal handling. Even with the sweater? Can I roll with advantage? You can roll animal. You, you didn't have this option before, so. <laughs> Fucking eight. Uh, the Yanma 
Although it does seem to be visibly less agitated, it's not coming closer to you. Um, well, can I, I hold out the choice scarf, which I would like to put on it. And I'm like, yay, doesn't this look nice? It, um, it, fly, it flies just so you can just barely tie it to the end of its tail. On its tail, so not its neck. <laughs> Correct. Um, all right, well, hey, I, he's got his own style. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I will put the choice scarf on the dragonfly's butt. Um, it, it begins flying eight feet away from you instead of <laughs> 15 feet away from you. Yeah, it's, well, but it's, fa- it's faster now. I made him more of a terror so that he would like me. Correct, yeah. It's really, <laughs> it's like a flag on a wheel, like in a motorized wheelchair or something. Can, can um, we do an arbitrary, like, four weeks of bonding loyalty check? Just to be like, maybe our loyalty got a little bit better in those four weeks? Nope. Okay. And the reason the the the, re, the the reason is the reason is is because the time lapse is important to the story, but the time lapse negating the loyalty debuffs that these Pokemon have, like just getting to arbitrarily cancel that out defeats the purpose. And what, that's, a, so, what about what about me and Gothita have been pals and have been doing a lot of stuff? Is she still she was let me look, she was like minus I didn't just Oh get yeah, she her didn't like a, you either. <laughs> She was she was only minus one. Yeah. Okay. Are so Gothita, uh, more than fair, now? more than fair on the level up and everything that Gothita is is at a zero. Yeah. Nice. And Jimmy's just unlikable. I, I truly Apparently, am. <laughs> look at his character design. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's fitting. I don't even think Timber likes him in that picture. <laughs> right. Um, your all's watches. All three of your watches go off. And it's a uh, it's it's a uh, oh shit. There we go. <laughs> uh, Joe, hit us with the Kim Possible. <laughs> Very similar. Astio comes over the watch and just says, I've got your assignment. Meet me at the Null and Void 2. <laughs> she, she's already there. I presume you guys will mosey over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, she's got her classic uh, beer and a brown. And... Uh, she just looks like, hey, hey, everyone, long time no talk. I hope you're doing well. We've got your orders for the next mission. <clears throat> we will be unleashing a full assault on the region-wide news building with all Void members in Johto and Sinnoh. We will take over the building and then defend it until Spruce's info has been broadcast to every single household across, across the globe. You all are a key part of that. For us to be able to hack the satellites and hold them, we will need you to install a device on the antenna tower on top of the building. This assault begins three days from now at 7 o'clock a.m. That's 7 o'clock (laughs) a.m. Any questions so far? Good clarification, Geneva. First of all, hi. Uh, Welcome back. Congratulations, I suppose. (laughs) She she points at you. Thanks. (laughs) Um... I hope you've been doing well. Uh, so defend, uh, how much defense are we talking? I assume when this thing goes live, they're going to know precisely where our location is. Um, what are we expecting as far as the assault? Um, on our end, everybody that's in this, this HQ and everybody that is in Sinnoh's HQ will be part of this assault on the building and help uh, helping defend it once the broadcast goes live, so that it can go be, so it can be broadcast as long as possible. Uh, is there any? And I ask only because this has happened every other time we've done a mission. Is there any horrifying information about this mission which you are intentionally withholding from us? <laughs> intentionally withholding? No. <laughs> intentionally <Okay>. withholding? No. <laughs> what is? What are we going to be doing? What are we just infantry charging? In? Nope. You you guys have a very key part of this. <laughs> to be able to hack the satellites and hold them, we need you three to install a device on the antenna tower on top of the building. Nice. We've been doing good with I will uh, stick radar up for myself. and antennas and shit. I just reread exactly literally what you were No, no, no. June kind of steps forward to Jimmy. I think what he meant was how. Are we just waltzing in the place? Is this another 
dress like the leader job or are we just going guns a blazing? This is definitely going to be guns a blazing. Great question on how we've got we've got you hooked up with HB from our tech team and they're going to be installing the device and initiating the hack on the satellite. Your all's responsibility is to get them there and protect them while they take over the satellite. Is um so we're not in Sinnoh right now, right? You're Joto. in Johto. We're in Johto. So are we flying birds to get there? Uh, how you get there, completely up to you. Pelippers are going to be available for for uh, your transport to the location. Um, some people are going to go to Eterna City the day before to hide out. Um, some people are going to show up the day of, but everybody is striking that building at 7. When it's you- like a it's like a bachelor party, but but for war. Correct. Everybody's kind of filtering in when they feel like <laughs> it. Make it up work. <laughs> Stay at a hotel. I, I, except, <laughs> except except nobody's gonna be late to seven. <laughs> what uh, you do before that time, I don't care as long as you're ready to rock and roll and on uh, on site at seven. I um. You you mentioned this HB person. Uh, when when are we going to get to uh, meet this person? And um, how long have they been with Void? Uh, Astio kind of pulls up her watch and uh, clicks around on it, and all your watches light up, and uh, all, all the info just says HB, and it kind of has like her contact frequency of her watch. And uh, Astio just looks at you. you can communicate and set up. Your all's rendezvous, how you're going to approach this together. Geneva, what other uh, transportation options are there besides Pelippers? Um, you can use commercial train, blend in, travel up to Eterna City that way. Um, you can walk. You can fly or you can use commercial, tra- <laughs> fly with Pelippers or use commercial transport, train, automobile, bus, etc. Boys, I think we stick to the ground uh, this time. I haven't had the best luck in the air lately. Well, uh, we have Dusty Dugnut here. We had great luck in the air. We fucked up a whole helicopter easily. You guys can fly if you want. I guess Morty did get shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but is that any worse than how many times Jimmy got shot? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which was was when you guys were focused on the ground game. Okay, well, we can figure that out. Do you know what dragonflies eat, Geneva? <laughs> she just looks at you. No, the fuck I don't. She chucks her beer, slams the ground, and she just walks out and fl- just kind of flips a wave over her shoulder to you. 